Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we got ourselves a little Eagles preview that we may not like fully preview because we played this Eagles team. The games, do they even matter at this point? But we do want to talk about the article and then we'll do, our, we'll do the segments towards the end. Justin, but first and foremost, for the second time in three years, the Giants have no pro bowlers, which speaks volumes about the roster. Yeah. Yeah, that was the line that uh, the beat reporters put out, and it was funny. Dan Duggan and Jordan Ron out. It was at the same time on uh, the day that they put it out. So yeah, I mean it. It, it does. Um, Giants just aren't good, you know. It, and it, it, this even goes with the whole article that we're gonna that we're gonna talk about. They're not good, and they're not good for solid reasons and many reasons. And you know they could be expanded upon, or they could be exaggerated. I don't know. I just I just enjoy talking about the Pro Bowl, whether you make oh. it. It's just every year it's been a talking point. Like two I don't care about it, years. and it's kind of crazy that I, I, player... it doesn't matter. I just like talking about the Pro Bowl because it doesn't matter. Like I, I, you know me, I like things that don't matter. Player salaries and bonuses are based on that. Like the the same voting system that put Evan Ingram in the Pro Bowl last year. Like players get bonuses and more money off of that. You know what I'm the happiest for is that we don't have a guy like Evan Ingram supposed to have like a nice moment in his life, and he's getting bullied by the internet you know like that i've you, you remember how bad i felt for evan ingram last year for making the pro bowl yeah i was like he's getting just bullied online which you had contributed to you're a bully yeah you, put together, sure. you like clipped together like all of his interceptions which is funny to say about a tight end but I, I was just happy evan ingram wasn't getting bullied i was hoping for him to make it back-to-back years though not fair i didn't clip all of his interceptions when he made the pro bowl i clipped them beforehand and then i embedded the video yeah, it just felt like he was being bullied. Um, and we're going to talk. What's the, so I can't even remember the name of this guy's story. Ty, well, his name is Ty Lanny. Ty, no, and it was, Ty it, Lanny. It, no, autopsy. it's something else. It's Tyler something else. It's it's an autopsy of the Giants organization. Tyler Dunn. What it's oh, Tyler Dunn? Uh, where yeah, did so I get you were Lanny wrong. from? Um, where did I get Lanny from? Other announcement. I got the bag. Oh, Yes. So I'll be, I'm going to be staying at John Boy Media. Let's just say it's closer to seven figures than it is in five figures, which is, which is pretty exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be staying at John Boy Media for the next two and a half years, two years with an option. So how about that? We we you signed an extension? Yeah. Well, I haven't signed it yet, but I got the offer and I'm going to sign it. And you just so. made it sound like there was an opportunity that you would leave. I didn't know that. Two years with an option. Oh, yeah, I thought about it. If the offer was going to be disrespectful, I would have left. 
I would have just went on my own. I would have done. I would have went back to another full time job and done this on my own and made my own money. And I would have just split the Patreon with you. Oh, well, you would split it. Okay, okay. All right, cool. We'd split the Patreon if you want. If it to be up to you, maybe you could just do Talking Giants on your own. Yeah, I was gonna we'll, Francesca and, we'll, and we'll be competitors. I was gonna Francesca like, it. Um, you know, and I could just do solo YouTube content. Yeah. Um, actually, no, Danny King would definitely go with me. So it'd be there me and Danny. It'd be me and Danny King versus you and Snacks probably for like, you know, Giants podcast competition. Wow. So. Choose your you fighter. have to wait two years to see that that breakup and that you know the thirty for thirty goes on. Superman Radio next week though, so we're back. All right, <clears throat> so this Tyler Dunn article, and if you hadn't read it, it was a two part article. Um, and again, we, we're not going to give you we you guys know what the Eagles are. You know, we're, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the game in in a few minutes. Wrote this long article. If you haven't read it. Try and read it without having to pay for it because it is behind a subscription. But don't don't read it if if you have to pay for it. Did this change your view on anything? Because I saw the headlines and the tweets for like the first five hours on Wednesday, and it sounded like it was a bombshell. And you had a couple screenshots, and then I read it, and it was like I didn't learn anything new about this. this no, team. no. Like I said, the Giants are a bad. A really bad football team, and they're a bad football team for a reason. They're a bad football team, and they're a bad. It's a bad process because of the family process. They've continually just brought in the wrong people, and even the process of bringing in those wrong people of it, it's not a, a sound process. So we knew that. Now, what this article was by Ty Dunn, not Ty Lanny. I don't know where I got that from. Tyler Dunn. Tyler Dunn, excuse me. I think it's Ty. Um, oh, it's Tyler. Look up his Twitter account. I know. It says Tyler. I don't know where I got Ty Lanny from. Um, it's a good piece. It's a good, like, if you're a Giants fan who's been checked in, checked out yeah. of, like, you know, I want to know, like, fully what's going wrong with the Giants, uh, I, I think it's good and I think it's solid. I think the 2017-2018 the stuff is a lot more relevant and there's a lot more yeah that makes sense to me versus the 2019 at least with daniel jones and then 2020 and 2021 uh there's still a lot that we kind of have to wait and see with the 2020. honestly the 2020 and 2021 stuff was like this kind of makes me feel a little bit better about dave gettleman um and and even judge all right how, <laughs> you know? how so how so what what's a specific well, example firing a couple scouts you know well no well, long, well that was that was hold on scout. hold on that was not 2020 2021 yeah it was it was a 2020 that, off season they said well part one of the article they talked about how they how they fired scouts well yes but i'm saying they fired some long-term scouts in 2020 i mean we talked about this in the off season when it happened you know we didn't go in depth but it's like giants like fired some long-term scouts um you know bef- before the draft and and it was like well the, the scouts didn't all know who was being picked until like the Giants were on the clock, it's like, well, that's good. Like that's something we've been complaining about is everything being leaked, you know. And it's like these people that are quoted in the story probably leaked. Yeah, they um, were talking about how Saquon Barkley was always the pick, and Chris Pettit was fully in love with them. Which, if that's true about Chris Pettit, I want him gone too. Um, you know, Chris Pettit was in love with them. Dave Gettleman was in love with them. You know, not willing to listen. It retells to the all the bad moves of Dave Gettleman. Well, which, yeah, but then, but then, listen, but then in 2019, while. They looked at 2018's process and said they had their eye too much on Saquon Barkley. And then the criticism in 2019 was Dave Gettleman not 
showing his hand or not being prepared about if they were going to pick Daniel Jones or not and have not having a full eval. So it's like it was. <laughs> and, and here's how I, I it retails like Dave Gellman is a bad, bad GM and it yes. shows like it shows like we it's going it goes through all the moves, you know. So like you said, if you're a casual fan. It's a good way to like kind of catch up on what's happened the last four years and why the Giants are in the situation. The issue is with some guy I've never heard of until yesterday and under like an $8 a month subscription. So a casual fan is not going to read it, you know. Um, it's like I wouldn't even have read it if someone didn't really copy and paste it and send it to me. You know, because I wasn't, I wasn't going to pay for it. It goes like it talks about Dave Gettleman is a bad GM and it shows. It talks about the family like commitment to Eli and it's like we already knew that, you know, and the mayor's meddling in that. And then it talks about coaches being involved in the draft, which is like, we we kind of know and kind of like that, right? Like, don't we want our coaches to be somewhat involved in the draft? And then you mentioned the Daniel Jones thing. It was just, Gettleman was keeping his, his cards close to the chest, you know? And it says in there, he's like, I'm listening to everything you guys are saying. I'm just not done with my evaluation. Like, he was keeping his cards close to his chest. And like, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not going to complain about that. And... The idea that scouts weren't as like involved with that. Scouts to me, maybe I'm wrong, they're involved to me like I feel like they come into play in rounds three through seven and UDFAs. Where it's like honestly, like I want my GM making the top ten pick. Like I want that to be his decision. And it like not to like he hears all your opinions on it, he's making that decision. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, you could talk about it not being the right picks and stuff, which Gelman didn't make a lot of right picks, especially in the first round, you know, besides Andrew Thomas, really. It just made it sound, sound like, oh, they they were open with everything. They were open with everything was family, and then they kind of got away from that. And it was, I don't know. I just felt like bitter scouts who were like, all the picks that we wanted would have been good, and all the Gettleman picks were bad. And and they missed, and the scouts didn't miss the point. They're like, well, we could have drafted Nick Chubb if we didn't do Saquon or, or Jonathan Taylor. It's like, my gosh, it's like, you guys don't even get it. It's like, you're missing the point, too. It's like it's not about those players being better than Saquon. It was about picking a running back at two overall when you could have traded down. Yeah, and a lot of the sources were scouts, and so, you know there were there were some names. Mark oh, Ross. I, I read it. I read it today, and there were more names than I thought. You know, sometimes associated with some, but then there were also this scout says, and frankly, you know the 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 beginning of the article, and it's almost painted in a negative light. Well, the Giants have been scouting the same way since the '60s, '70s, and '80s. And they've been doing yeah, a sound that. system. And then Dave Gettleman's like, I'm going to scratch all of this. Isn't that a good now? Dave Gettleman yeah, that did was not re- like a good thing. It's like he changed the scouting department. He did not replace it with a good system, clearly. But isn't that what we wanted from the... I would take these drifts that the Giants have had, which isn't saying much. I would take these drifts the Giants have had the last couple years versus the last few years of Jerry Reese. <laughs> yeah, it just it's, it seemed like bitter people. It, like, it sounded like some people who were in the Giants organization for a long time. And the Giants keep too many people that are longtime hires, and they are bitter that they were the ones that were let go. It's like, like we should have like clean house, but it's like we only did you know clean a quarter of the house, you know. And it's the core, it's the quarter of the house who, who is mad. Like, yeah. yeah, that was like okay. He changed the way they wrote scouting reports. Big freaking deal. Like, good. Like, it, it sounded like they became more detailed. To be honest, yeah. But the biggest thing is, and I really do think this is, we're, we're not a show that talks big picture like this a lot. Um, <clears throat> you know, in 2018, I did when I was doing Bleeding Blue, you weren't doing a Giants podcast in 2018, but I, I started my Giants podcast with David Powis in 2018. Every single week, it was a Eli Manning debate. 
this guy's done. No, he's not, David says. I said, yes, he is. No, he's not, David would say. And it was an every week debate of, you know, that was like my main thought of watching this game. It's like Eli, Eli is holding this team back and, and not, not saying that the, you know, Eli did, but just the decision to not move on from him was holding the team back. And I think, you know, that was the, you know, I, I want to come up with the cliche phrase here, you know, the fish rots from the head, right? And that decision that Mara had, whether he didn't like Eli towards the end of his career or not, didn't matter. You know, he listened to the fans and he caved, clearly wanted to make some sort of change. And then sticking with Eli, drafting Saquon, which is a bad process, signing Nate Solder, bad process, some, you know, scouts saying he's a bad player. I mean, Bobby, we've we've gone on record saying, hey, you know, if we were doing this in 2018 and we were as in-depth as we are right now, we will be calling out Nate Solder saying this is a bad football player. Like he's not he's not a very good football player. So all the things that they laid out specifically in part one, and I think Eli sticking with them too long, Saquon and Nate Solder, those are three of the moves that I think have the biggest impact on why the 2021 Giants and why the Giants have been bad the last couple years anyway. Well, they could have stuck with Eli and still did things the right way. They could have traded down out of two, picked up Quentin Nelson, picked you know other good players, and you know, drafted a QB later. Not you know? thinking about replacements for Eli, I think, is the main, is the, yeah, not thinking yeah. about Obviously, life after like Eli. Obviously, you go back and you would take a Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson with hindsight, you know, um, but it's like to go in the mindset of like that draft, like they, Sam Darnold probably would have been like QB one on their list, right. you know, which would have not worked out. Which um, I'm not, I'm not a which, fan for forcing a QB in a spot, but thinking they about traded well, down and pick Quentin Nelson, not a running well, back. What do we want our life to look like post D-line Manning instead of saying, well, we're just going to stand pat right. right here, stick to our guns and say, this guy has years left, even though it's obviously painfully obvious that it doesn't. And that's what the article does a very good job of outlining of that bad process. Yes. Yes. Which is, but to me, that's like, okay, but everyone knows that, you know, for the most part and the people who don't, it's right. like, who, like who cares if like, who cares if my uncle Danny knows the importance of a running back. Right. So you that's know. why if you're on the side that Dave Gettleman's head should be uh, uh, showcased at, at the end of the season, at this end of the season press conference, then this article is going to be fuel for your fire and good for you. And if you're somebody who's just like in the middle, then this article is going to be like, well, it doesn't really tell me much that I don't know. And if anything, it may go out of its way, like detailing how in 1997, after Dave Gettleman left the Denver Broncos, that they had a party after he left. Like, all right, sometimes... Things can go a little wearing too far to be. Whoever complained side. about him wearing flip flops should be fired. That's yeah, the one big takeaway. I, I you want. know what? If it, it it's football, this isn't a this is. I almost dropped an f bomb. This isn't Wall Street. It's it's a it's a game. Yeah. he's wearing flip flops and shorts in a building. Said that is a pussy. Like you should be fired. Like I want you fired, and I don't even want you getting a new job. I want your family to suffer. Um, right. which is like, and it's like people who got fired are mad that Dave Gelman fired him. It's like I still I think Dave Gelman would be a good hang. I know some people don't like the brashness and stuff like that, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like men's men like would enjoy being around Gettleman and it's a little but we, but we also knew that also for years too that he was arrogant and the, the personality during the press conferences like the, I don't think that was an act. Uh, the thing is, is that it just when it doesn't translate to winning GM. when it doesn't translate to winning football, everything looks bad. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, when you're arrogant and not good, you look worse. When you're yeah. arrogant and good, you're Bill Belichick. And when you have an owner, <laughs> and when you have ownership that is so centered around family and so centered around continuity and f familiarity, when you have an owner that is not willing to bite the bullet and make changes sooner, then now Dave Gettleman will go down as one of the worst general managers in, in 
like football history with the span of the Giants. Which is like we talk we when we got asked about like what's wrong with the Giants and GM and like you know what should they do in GM and our mailbag on Wednesday before this article came out, we were saying all the exact same things. Gettleman's been a bad GM. They need to stop being so family oriented and 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 not wanting to cut ties with a guy like Judge or or hire in house and not fire guys like you know like like Chris Mayer, you can't fire him. He's family. Like I do believe that thing with Chris Mara about um, Russell Okung's former agent, not even, I guess, his current agent that he had at the time he was a free agent. Was and that I saying d- that it was calling Russell Okung an asshole or Chris Mara an asshole? No, the, the former agent of Russell Okung called Chris Mara an asshole. And that is why Chris Mara... I think Russell Okung actually did visit the Giants' facility. And then I think he might have left and Chris Mara said, well, no, because his former agent, not even his current agent, Agent, call me an asshole. Yeah, like so, like Chris Mayer I do sucks. Believe that. It's like Chris Mayer is probably the most hated person in the organization right now beforehand. It's like, um, so it's like we didn't learn anything new, but we did learn it, it. We so we got some specifics on coaching being involved in draft picks, like which, by the way, there was a beat reporter who did come on our show earlier this year and say that the DeAndre Baker pick was all Gettleman and the coaches had no clue that we were doing that. Yeah, and then we get and from this article it says that Shermer, Shermer really wanted him and said he could make it work with him. Um, you know, and also Jordan Ronan said on his podcast recently that Chris Mara's role in the organization has gone down, and then we're still hearing about you know Chris Mara with the free agents and stuff like that. And you know, uh, I don't at this I don't know what to believe. I I don't know what to believe. Um, you know, and in a world in a world of misinformation and everything like that i'm gonna just hey we know the process is bad we know the reasons why it's bad it almost doesn't even matter how or why we get there but yeah we know it yeah and it was like well he's collaborative with like like the coaches had a lot of input on drafting which is like isn't that something that we kind of like you know yes Um, which i think that's the difference by the way between this judge coaching staff and this judge process versus the previous process. We've heard from beat reporters about, and we've had these discussions on this show in past off seasons about, well, are the, are the coaches in the, in the front office, are they really working together? Are their voices really heard? And that was something with Shermer where we weren't sure if their voices are really heard. Well, I think they are, and maybe they were, except maybe their voices just weren't that good. And maybe they just just recommended flat-out bad players, whereas this judge process may be recommending better football players, and that is why John Mara may like Joe Judge's process a lot better. That's my theory. Yeah, and it's like the 2020 draft, I love the 2020 draft. You know, and and they brought up Xavier McKinney and Andrew Thomas picks as, like, negatives. Like, well, you could still hold out hope for these guys. It's like... McKinney's probably better than Antoine Winfield right now. Yeah. And Thomas and Worfs, I haven't watched Worfs much this year, but going off of what I watched of Worfs last season, Thomas is there, you know? And, and, and people said Tristan Worfs was the best right tackle in football last year. You know, and Thomas is at that level. And that's playing right tackle, right tackle, which is a very, very different position for Tom Brady. You know, and Daniel Jones' pocket manipulation got a lot better this year, but it sure as hell wasn't Tom Brady's. You know, where Brady's done, like, so it's like, that's good. And we found out Jason Garrett had a lot of impact. So thank you, Jason Garrett, on the Andrew Thomas pick. Like, that's my favorite. Like, I love the 2020 draft. And I love the process of the 2021 draft where they traded down. Yeah. Where, now, the one thing we could say is they didn't – they should have invested in the offensive line. You know, and I'm not even saying that with the first-round pick because, like, I don't know if I would want Darius Tony. I don't. Um, You know, 
Darisauce has has had injury issues and hasn't been a great player for Minnesota. Um, anyways, you know, so it's like I might take Tony again. Um, but it's like we like the trade downs for 2021 were awesome. We we had two like we have five t- top uh you know f- first three first or five day one day two picks and you know two top six overall picks. So we like the process, even though it's like if we weren't in love with all of the players that were picked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, until Worfs buckles down and goes to left tackle, um, I'm sorry. I mean, the the positional value difference between what a left tackle can do for you and a right tackle can do for you. Um, I get it. You know, if Worfs can especially be especially with the Giants, if Worfs can be a better football player than Andrew Thomas, sure, I'll let you have that. But positional value and where you're drafting in the first round for that Giants, what was a number four spot, left tackle, give it to me every day. Um, so Andrew and, Thomas at left tackle and Nate Solder at right tackle, or Nate Solder at left tackle and Tristan Wirfs at right tackle. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'll take Andrew Thomas and Nate Solder at right tackle. Yeah. Um, so we spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. Um, well, we never have conversations. I just didn't like, like the article. I thought it was like, just a lot of it just didn't like. It was. It just seemed like bitching and moaning from some people who got fired, where it's like, well, it's like you guys are complaining about the wrong things. Like you said, the detailing of all the bad decisions that were made, like that is like, okay, that's a good article, you know. But it's not like some. It's not a bombshell. It's like with stuff we all already knew, and the the new stuff we learned. I don't even hate. It's like they fired some scouts, and the coaches are more involved in the draft process. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean, bitching and moaning for a football team that has the worst record over the span of however many years, last four or five years, since 2016, um, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm I saying may not the sources, like it. Not, this, not, the, not like the fans, you know? Like, yes, but I'm saying the, the sources in there, the things they were complaining about didn't make a lot of sense. It's all, it's all relative. It's all relative, and it's all, you know, the Giants, they did it to themselves. If you don't want... If you don't want sour former employees to come out and complain about your football team when they were a part of a losing product anyway to begin with, that's the funny thing too. It's like you guys, you guys sucked as well. By the way, scout, the scouts were like, "Oh, we would have got all the good players," but Dave Gelman said, "No, we're getting the bad players." What were you part? What were you part of the team from you know you know 20, 2013 to 2016, 2017? and that one year was. You, you literally talked about, they literally talked about in that article how scouts were saying, oh, you know, or former employees, scouts, whoever. Oh, that one year in 2016, it was fluky anyway. Bro, you're talking about your own team that odds are you were part of. And you're saying that that was fluky, the most success that you had in over a decade? <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing I will give the fired scout, you know, the people who are sources, is that I bet you there were a lot of people telling, there was a few of them saying, don't draft Saquon Barkley. Like, don't, don't oh, do yeah. I'm just, like that's the one thing I will give them. It's like I'm sure there was people telling them that, but I also think there's like you said, there's like guys like Chris Pettit who were like fell in love with the Enamored. guy. Yeah, so that's where it's like the team, this franchise sucks, you know, and John Mara sucks. Like that's. But I'm that's, gonna call for somebody else's head right now. You know, Abrams, sure, if you want to hang around, whatever. I mean, you 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 got yourself into this cat mess. You might as well try and get out of it. Um, not as general manager, but assistant GM. All right, fine, whatever. Um, I want Chris Pettit gone. I want him gone. That's what I. That's what I want. And I. I don't like to call for jobs. You know, we called for it for Jason Garrett. Um, I'm. I've accepted that Joe Judge is going to stay. I want this new GM to get Chris Pettit out, and then real. Yeah. You, same thing as Dave Gutman. Let's restart this draft process all over again. That's what I want. Right. All right. So, anyways, we're playing the Eagles this weekend. 
are people going to be pissed if we win this game? Because I'm not. I want to knock them out of the playoffs. I hate the Eagles. Like, well, the draft position. I know. I know. I get it. But I have no bearing on it. So if they win, I'm going to enjoy it. And if they lose, I'm going to make fun of the team and not be pissed off because of the draft. But if we win, I just, I'm not going to be mad. I can't. I won't be able to force myself to be mad because we've seen every year where it's, we're not tanking for Trevor Lawrence or whoever. You know, last time we were in a similar situation, we got Andrew Thomas over Chase Young. Bam. We won the Andrew Thomas Bowl. Um, you know, now we don't have a QB we care about, so I care way less about the players playing well. We're in 2019. I really wanted to see Daniel Jones play well. Um, but are, are people going to cry if Jake Fromm comes in and wins this game 17-13? to 13? As of right now, according to Football Outsiders, the Giants, with their pick, have a 48% chance at a top-five pick. The Chicago Bears have a 28% chance. The Panthers have a 26% chance. The Seahawks and the Falcons are basically irrelevant, and they're out of the picture for a top-five pick. So, um, Bobby... The fact that we have two first-round draft picks, if we win this game, great. If we had one and we were really, you know, oh, I really hope that, uh, um, you know, Neil or Thibodeau or Hutchinson, I hope they fall to us. If I was in that boat, then it's like, you know what, I'm thinking about it. But the fact that we have two this year, bring it on. Beat, beat, beat our divisional opponents. Yeah, I want to knock the Eagles out of the playoffs. I hate the Eagles. Um, and that crybaby Jordan Mailata or whatever his freaking name is. I want to see him cry again. I want to see him cry like a little bitch. Um, so, you know, we did win 13-7 to last time. Yeah. So, can definitely can win this game. Um, someone in the chat, Dougie Fresh, actually made a good point. Is The scouts conveniently only mentioned the first and second round players that are doing well. Where it's like, I want to hear about the fourth round pick that you yeah. you said was going to be really good and panned out. and Like, like was anyone banging for Fred Warner over BJ Hill? Like, like tell me that. Tell me that. You know, like, that tells me you're a good scout. Not saying that Quentin Nelson was better than Saquon Barkley. That's been the main problem, is that I get it. You know, when you draft a guy, especially outside of the third round, uh, the, 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 the chances of him hitting are, you know, they, they get lower and lower the, the lower that you do go in the draft, but... That's been the problem with the Giants is that, you know, we're we're relying on free agency because there's just outside of those first three rounds. We don't have anybody. And that's why 2020 was so fun that Carter Coffin, where is he? Um, you know, Carter, basically uh, Tay Crowder. Tay Crowder is the only late round draft pick out of the, that 2020 draft. Shane Lemieux obviously hurt. But Tay Crowder is the only late round draft pick at Camp Brown special team shore. Um, that really is having any kind of impact on offense or defense. Yeah, Darnay and, like you said, Darnay and Shane are hurt. Um, which I really hate that Shane Lemieux got hurt, man. I really wanted to see what he would be this year. Like, guard is a lot better, a lot a position you can get a lot better at in the NFL, more so than tackle. And I, I really think he, he looks could. like a different football player. Uh, 30 snaps. He looks like a different football player. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him come in and compete next year. Where Will Hernandez, I, I'm not looking forward to that. You know, and Shane Lemieux is a hard worker, so I'm 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 fine with being like, hey, we have a veteran and Shane Lemieux battling for a starting spot next year. All right, so just you know, if don't if you don't want to win, that's fine. But I'm already getting mad at my mentions for when the Giants beat the Eagles, and people are like, why are you happy? This screws our draft spot. My name's Eeyore. Oh, good. Don't be no damn Eeyore in my mentions. Okay, I'm gonna enjoy beating the Eagles. Um, 
enjoy the Bears losing. Most importantly, that's yeah. the game. That's that's the game that you should root for a team to lose. Frankie Too Loud. I I quote tweeted him on Monday night. He had a very He's hilarious. I love him. Where it's like the Adam Sandler, like like the Giants celebrating the Bears, like being caught on fire. <laughs> that that I was busting out. I busted out laughing at that. Yeah, I love him. Um, Giants signed Darquise Denard. Your boy. Did was he part of my free agency plan in 2020? I think so, or maybe even like post free agency. It's like he's still out there. Like I would like to go get him and get some cornerback depth I or battle it. for cornerback two because we didn't have a good cornerback two. So I, I mean, I, I thought about you when when uh, when he when we signed him to the. So we got two former first rounders on the practice squad. Him and Isaiah Wilson. That makes me feel smart when when Giants add people that I wanted to the practice squad though. So maybe I don't it, care. Um, they thought the same thing I did. That he's you thought that he should come and bow for cornerback too. They thought he's a practice squad. Doesn't matter. That's every just, cornerback on on the COVID list. We don't need to get that specific. They also signed Dwayne Johnson, and every beat reporter did the a, a gif of the Rock, which was ah, just wait. truly hilarious. The news that is the most relevant out of everything, but I never talk about myself because I'm a humble person. I had dinner with Joe Morris. Congrats. Thank you. And did an 11-minute... That was really rude. An 11-minute interview with him as well. That will be out February 21st. I decided it last night. That's when it's going to be out. Guys, go on your phone. Add the timer. Uh, You have 31, 52... 59 days until the Joe Morris interview. There you go. Wow, that was good math on you, on your end. I'm a good math guy. Yeah. Um, did you how, how much did you laugh at all the rock gifts of when we signed Dwayne Johnson? I was bare, I wasn't paying attention. I was having dinner with Joe Morris. Truly funny. Our beat reporters are the funniest people. Hilarious. Um really hoping Tony plays this week, but I don't think he is. Yeah, hope is a dangerous thing. Um, so you know what we should do? We should take a break. Should read the ad. I know that's I'm setting it up for that. I'm just checking Twitter to see maybe if the injury report had came out because we're recording early because you're a scumbag. I can't believe I said Ty Lanny like five times. Um, all right, let's see. Injury. Tony was if Kadarius Tony was inside working with a trainer guy. I'm not over the uh, wait. Tony was officially activated off the reserve COVID list. He's still dealing with an oblique, so status for injury is unclear. So Tony has been at, he was activated off the COVID list. Um, so I hope he plays. Marcus I hope, Golden. To, I hope we get some media sessions. I was going through my phone looking for a good video for me to be like back from my Twitter suspension, and there's some Tony ones in there. It's like, man, his media presence is amazing. Um, Marcus Golden was a Pro Bowl alternate, and I um I yeah, made a dig. I'm tired of your love affair with Marcus Golden. I made a dig at the Giants for for not believing in him. And Marcus Golden responded to me and said, thank you, bro, with the 100 emoji. That means he agrees with me. 100. The Giants did him dirty. It's not a 100 emoji. It's a 100. Sorry. And if you want to win $150 in free bets. Wow. Woo! DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It has a gift that will certainly put you in the NBA basketball spirit and uh, get you to the freaking Pro Bowl. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. 
Bet on the Nets, even though we have like our entire team out because of COVID. Bet on the Nets versus the Lakers, because the Lakers kind of the Lakers are kind of like like they got to revamp their roster to be a championship comp- uh, competitor. So, if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, well, you can still get some freaking betting going on. You, everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy basketball contests. That's freaking that's just beautiful, my people. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. DraftKings is just hooking it up. Like, you know, like get send me to an Orlando Magic game, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY, bet just $5 on NBA, any NBA team, and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sports for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome on Danny King. You guys missed all the good conversation in the Patreon chat, by the way, before this. Like, we talked about Jordan, like, Mylata crying. I had some good conversation about that. I gave you guys, I gave some details of the John Boy Media, my new deal, and, you know, I was thinking about, um, you know, ditching, talking giants. Miss, you guys, if you're not on the Patreon chat, you missed all that. We now welcome on Danny King with the weather. I feel like the the camera box right now is showing that it's on Justin. But we welcome in Danny King for the freaking weather. My camera box was on you, Bobby, and that's yeah, all that matters. Yeah, it was. Matters. I just looked at the the, the YouTube. I was looking mm. at my thing, and it, it, it like the yellow box was around Justin. Crazy um, times, crazy times. But we welcome on Danny King for some weather and trivia. Yeah, if you're not on the Patreon, what are you doing? This where the fun's at. The weather in that horrible, dreadful, miserable, terrible place known as Philadelphia this week is going to be. I guess nice. Gonna be partly cloudy. Forty-five degrees. Feels like thirty-eight. The wind's gonna be whipping though. There's gonna be heavy wind. Take that into your field goal considerations there, Gano and uh, Jake Elliott, you loser. Uh, sixteen mile per hour winds out of the northwest. Do we care about that? Not really, but it's sixteen miles per hour. No precipitation. So if you're going to that miserable city, you should have. You'll be cold probably, but you it won't be raining, which is like what it was was it like a med life on Sunday? Uh, cold, but. Uh, you're able to deal with it unless you're Justin. You obviously you were in a suite having churros, which I want to try the churros now because oh. they're, they're being hyped up. Stop. So it was 72 degrees in Florida right now, but it was like 55 this morning, and I, I was like, I'm not going outside. <laughs> um, do we got any freaking trivia? We do, we do, and obviously this week we're we're gonna assume Jake Fromm starting, but even if it's the yeah, we haven't talked about Jake Fromm at all. Yeah, I mean he's got the new starting like, QB. Yeah, I mean either way, Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon, the Giants are a field goal hidden team. So I'm here to ask you, gentlemen, today, who has made the most field goals in a single game against the Philadelphia Eagles? I'll give you a hint: they are in the 2000s era, so we're not going to like the 50s or the 60s. They are in the 2000s. Jay Feely, Bobby. That's a really good answer, Justin. Um, I feel like Danny wouldn't put this one in a trivia, so I'm not going to say Josh Brown. Um, Danny, that would be a really bad look. I'm trying to think of who our kickers were before Tynes and Feely. Who was the kicker in like 03, 04? 
I'm going to just say Larry Tynes, I guess. The answer, there were multiple answers. I wasn't good because Jay Feely was one of the answers that wow. got that one kicker that Bobby said I wouldn't put in. He technically is the record holder, but we're not going to give him any credit no, whatsoever because screw oh, that so guy. Josh Brown is the winner. Screw that guy. Technically, but on technicality, I don't because, like, screw that guy. It is, there's multiple. Here we go. We got Raul Ra- 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 Algieri. Loser guy, uh, Don Chandler, Brad Delawuso, Joe Danilo, uh, Jay Feely, and Robbie Gold. All Robbie made Gold, four. I forgot about Robbie Gold. The answer, the answer is five, but I didn't want to count him because we don't like him. I think this may be I the like first. Robbie Gold. The first, not Robbie, the other guy. The first trivia this question trivia, anybody's gotten right this year, right? Facts don't care about your feelings, Danny. I wasn't trying to get the company canceled. All right, I don't know how we feel towards that. No, I think you or, got yours right last week with plaques, Justin. You did. Oh, good for me. So that is the answer for this. No, week's I said trivia. Victor Cruz. That doesn't count. Oh, you did, but you had, but you had the legit the play, one of like the biggest plays of that game. All right, congratulations so we'll, we'll to me. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's um do our fantasy draft. It had been neck and neck for a while. I jumped out to a pretty decent lead. I I had forty six points last week. Danny, you had twenty. So you're uh you're currently twenty six point nine points behind the lead. Justin had a good thirty eight point outing. He's sixty five points back. Which, by the way, second place last year I don't think was even within, like, 65. So, very tight race. Like, we have three games left. This My lead can go away. But right now I had the lead and I've held it for a long time. Danny, you'll be picking first. I'll, Justin, second. Myself, third. So, Danny, you have the honors of the first pick this week. I'm going to be taking the man that has had back-to-back 100-yard games. That is Miles Sanders. I feel like an easy, easy pick. It's going to get a touchdown at some point my, this season. I didn't realize he had no touchdowns. That's it, kind of funny. They are just hammering that home on the Washington uh, Washington Eagles game. Uh, this, this also showed me I'm never creating a big board again. I made a big board. It clearly didn't go well because now I'm down 26 points. Danny, I made a big board, and that was Danny, my worst week of the yeah, season. So no big board. I make board. a big board every week. No, and I'm no more big board. The big boards are gone. <laughs> no. They're gone. I mean, I know they also have that run. They have Jordan Howard doing some stuff as well. Boston Scott, yeah, but uh, Miles Sanders, he should get me points because the Eagles' uh, run game right now is pretty freaking good. So give me that, man. All right, Justin, you got pick number two. Devonta Smith because it makes the most sense. Does it? I in my IMO, yeah. I hate when people say like LOL out loud. IMO. Um, Devon, he has a huge elbow brace on that I just noticed for the first time on Tuesday night. Devontae Smith. I, I just don't know how comfortable I'd feel picking him against Bradbury when it's like, uh, like is Aaron Robinson coming back? Adore Jackson. Like, I don't know what's it's happening wi- with him. It's wide receiver one. Yeah. You, you can't go wrong. No, I don't know. It, it's Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts has a halfway decent game, Justin will look great, but then Jalen Hurts can also screw Justin at the same time. It's all on in his arm. All right. I whipped this dude's ass, but I'm picking Dallas Goddard first. <laughs> he had a big game on Monday or Tuesday night or whatever it was. I think he had like over 100 yards, a touchdown. He's I I see if there's any receiver tied in on their team, I think he's going to have their biggest game. And I'm battling with either Saquon or Galladay. Where it's like Galladay I don't trust, but it's like, are they going to force, is Jake Fromm going to force him the ball? You know, will he force him the ball? Or do I take Saquon, which is a safe bet? I'm going to, I have Saquon higher in my big board. So I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. And because I have a big lead, it's like, you know what? Maybe I should play a little safe. Um, so I'm taking Dallas Goddard and Saquon Barkley. 
Boston Scott. It's ballsy, but it it worked out for you last time. And it's the Giants. But right now he's their third string running back, and he did got like he got zero carries last week. Oh well, it's the Giants. I know yeah, that, it's ballsy, and I, it'll probably work out. Um. So yeah, Danny, you have back to back picks. Uh, I will be taking Kenny Gala this week. Uh, because I well, I'll explain that later because I have the luxury of going first in that segment. Oh, son of a bitch. Yep, yep. It it's the way it has to be, Bobby. And then with my second pick, damn it, I gotta change mine. Uh, you know what? Jordan Howard got some carries last week. He got six point nine yards. He's technically the second string back right now. Give me Jordan Howard. Damn it. No, I've got, I'm trying to... Th- All right. All right. Justin, you go ahead while I think about what how I, I changed my freaking factor up. Um, Evan Ingram. Ooh. Frank the Tank pointed out that Evan Ingram gets taken by Danny King every single week. Come, come for my swagger. Which is true. Where it's like, we need to go book it each week, and it's like, Danny has Evan Ingram every single week. <laughs> he, he, got, he got seven points last week. He got one point against Los Angeles. That was a bad week for him. But then he got ten points against Miami. So, like... If Rob likes him, then yeah, he could be boom, like a reliable, like middle of the field, intermediate kind of guy for Fromm if he doesn't want to, you know, push it down the field or you know, just just a safe blanket. So yeah, that's that's my thinking. All right, I'm gonna go with my first pick. I'm going Jalen Rager. He's their number two wide receiver. Hey, guys, can we not boo him? That's really mean of us. Yeah, my uh, please boo him, Eagles fans. <laughs> so I got Jalen Rager, who's their number two wide receiver. Puts up some decent numbers. And I thought about just going Tony and being like, screw it. But you know what? I'm going to do the safe, smart bet. Again, I'm going to be safe and smart this week. Our starting slot receiver is Farrah Cooper. I'm going to go Farrah Cooper. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, Justin, finish off your draft. Um, Greg Ward. Damn it. Really? Yeah, didn't he catch touchdown pass? I, I saw him in the end zone with the ball in his hands last week. Yeah, but it was very much like <laughs> it'd be like if Colin Johnson caught a touchdown for the Giants hey. last week. Hey, like it was his first touchdown in like ten weeks or something like that. Hey, riding a hot streak. All right, Danny, finish it off. Now the question is, he was activated off the COVID list. Do I take Kadarius Tony? But that's really risky. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I don't know if you can risk down. being down. Uh, I'll take in uh, Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins, wow. So we have we we got four Eagles wide receivers, two Giants, and Cooper and Galladay, and Slayton's not being picked anymore, which is just crazy. No Devontae Booker, no Kenny Gainwell who gets used in the receiving game. All right, so the recap, Danny has Miles Sanders, Kenny Galladay, Jordan Howard, Quez Watkins, Justin has Devontae Smith, Boston Scott, Evan Ingram, and Greg Ward, and I have Dallas Goddard, Saquon Barkley, Jalen Rager, and Farrell Cooper. All right, it's time for Giant Factors. Danny, uh, explain why Kenny Galladay is yours. Because, well, look, Kenny Galladay, what, last week was the first week he had, like, a one-on-one, cont- or, like, it was the 20-plus yards with Jake Fromm. Justin, what was that stat with Kenny Galladay last Sunday when Jake Fromm came in? Wasn't it something like that? He had like a one-on-one target. It was something along those lines. It was lines. his yeah, first 20-plus yard area yes, or yard, yard catch. I, my thinking is this week is Jake Fromm is going to be the starting quarterback. He's going to come out there and see a shiny toy in Kenny Galladay, and I think he's just going to feel the need to try and feed him targets. 
And maybe this is the week Kenny Galladay will maybe make a name for himself. I, 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 I don't, if there's, when he's going to make a name for himself this year? If Kenny Galladay goes the season without a touchdown, that would be just one of the worst looks the Giants could have or could have ever met. They're already a terrible team. But Kenny Galladay, I think he's going to get targets this week. I think he'll get one-on-one contested uh, opportunities against this Eagles secondary. And I think Jake Fromm might just start force-feeding him the ball because it seemed like they kind of had something going. And maybe they'll develop a nice rapport for the future because Jake Fromm is our future at the Giants' uh, starting quarterback position. So Jake Fromm, buddy, you know what? Uh, no, Kenny Galladay, Jake Fromm's going to make you a giant factor this week. And when you score a touchdown, I'm going to celebrate with you. All right, Justin, your giant factor. James Bradbury. Um, next time we play the Eagles, um, I don't want Joe Judge talking about how great of a football player Devonta Smith is because that's what Joe Judge does every single time. Um, I want James Bradbury also here next year. There's a lot of talk happening about what offseason cuts do we make. Is it Blake Martinez? Is it James Bradbury, Sterling Shepard? bunch of names that are being thrown around. James, James Bradbury, Bradbury and Blake Martinez need to stay. James Bradbury is a guy that I want to stay, whereas some other guys are are debatable. So I think he's part of the solution. Haven't had the greatest years, but it's been one of those years where 2020 was so great and so good where you're not allowing any big plays. So any big plays you allow in 2021, it's an eyesore and it catches up to you. So go be out, uh, go be a giant factor. Shut down Devonta Smith like he did a couple weeks ago. James Bradbury. Giants run defense isn't good. And we're playing the Eagles, who runs run the ball very well, including with their quarterback. And they did they ran the ball well versus the Giants, you know, a, a month ago, a game where I was at, a game where I think I got COVID. By the way, I know I tested positive for the flu, but it's like I I had flu like symptoms, and then I had breathing issues really bad, and was extremely tired, and I had like some lingering effects for like a week after. I think I got COVID, and the test was just wrong. But anyways. I don't know why I brought that up. Um, we had a linebacker last week who was flying around the field and was playing Ooh. with a lot of excitement. And it was against the Cowboys. Bring that excitement. Bring that energy. Play fast. Play aggressive. Take chances. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. They gave you a good amount of like, – they gave you 17 reps last week on two days on being with the entire team. Give him 40 this week. Start him with Tay Crowd. I don't care. Jalen Smith, fly around and make some damn plays. Jalen Smith, you are my giant factor for Week 16. Did you see that he celebrated with the the Cowboys? With I need to watch that, but I, I saw the headline from John Wire. The Tom the Tom Landry uh offensive lineman getting into their stance thing. He he did that when he was a member of the Giants last week. Yeah, be a giant factor it. though. You don't I like the Eagles. It. You don't you don't have any friends on the Eagles. You have friends on the Cowboys. All right, time for spread picks. Um, Danny, you're still in first place. You went five and two last week, sixty-six and fifty overall. I'm in second, but I went three and four. I'm at dead dead five hundred right now, fifty-eight and fifty-eight. Like, there's three weeks, but eight games is just too much ground probably to make up, unless Danny just collapses and I ball out. Um, so my goal is just to stay get over five hundred for the season. The listeners went three and four and last week, and they are fifty-six and sixty. And Justin, off of a six and one week, still in last place, but uh, you did go six and one. You're fifty five and sixty one. So you're I'm, one game behind the listeners, three games behind me. I'm, so I'm ten closer and three. to last place than I am first place. I'm ten and three in the last two weeks. Congratulations! He's got the hot hand right now. You're still in last place. Thank you. It's like the you know it's like if the Giants win this week and next week. That's Justin. Yep. Um. 
Good Thursday night football game. 49ers at Titans plus three. I This is a hard game to pick. Danny, you're in first place. So I'll let you pick first. I, I'm just laughing that. Like, I just look at like this site and they have EPA as like part of their betting metrics. That's so stupid. You brought that up last week. I know. I just It's just so funny to me every single time I look at it. Every single time. Uh, I'm going to be rocking with... The 40, no, Titans are plus three favorites. <sighs> man, no, this the is a tough 49ers one. are favorites. 49ers are favorites. Um, Man, that's a tough one. I'm going to rock with the Tennessee Titans. I'm rocking with the 49ers. Uh, Tennessee Titans offense has collapsed. And no, it's not because Derrick Henry's gone per it se. Is. It is that it offensive is. line is terrible. They are not pass protecting before. and blocking for Ryan Tannehill. They are not an explosive offense. Believe it or not, Giants passing offense. You're mumbling, Bobby, and I'm not going to amplify your volume when I'm editing. So um, it's the same exact bad offensive line that was there with Derrick Henry. Nope. Think they have injuries. They think they have COVID they had stuff. Had injuries before. They were missing Lawan. They were missing guys. But they're not as of an explosive passing offense. Ryan Tannehill's getting hit. Give me the 49ers. Funny how that happens. Mm. Um, listeners uh, represented by Evan Walworth uh, are picking 49ers minus three as well. But I'm the Titans can't lose. They're not going to lose two games in a row. So I'm going Titans plus three. And if they lose, they'll lose by two points. All right, we got um, – this is a Saturday game. Browns at Packers minus seven and a half. To me, I don't even care if Baker Mayfield or whoever's playing. Packers minus seven and a half is easy. The listeners agree with me. Justin, do you agree? Yes. Danny, do you agree? Yes. All right. Simple enough. All right. The only game I don't have written down already my pick. Colts at Cardinals minus one, which is essentially a pick em. Cardinals have been struggling. Colts have been hitting. Justin, who do you got in this one? I'm going Cardinals minus one. I think they figure it out. Danny, who are you going? Same thing happened with the Cardinals last year uh, with Cliff Kingsbury, Kyle Murray. They started off hot, and then they just completely fell apart towards season end. They'll still make the playoffs, but I'm going to be taking the Colts this week. Listeners agree with you. I need to gain some ground, and this really is a pick em game for me. Um, I probably would have picked the Colts if I wasn't thinking about what Danny did, but I'm pulling Cardinals minus one. Ravens at Bengals minus three. Bengals uh, favorite at home. Listeners went Ravens plus three. The Tyler Huntley show is in full force right now where it's like, oh, wow. It's like, you know, this guy that, you know, was undrafted is a good backup QB. Why do teams not uh, draft backup QBs, even though it's a waste of a draft pick nine times out of 10, if not more than that? 49 times out of 50, drafting a QB not in the first round is a waste of a pick. Um, Who are you going, Justin? Or who are you going, Danny? Uh, just look at Davis Webb and Kyle Lalo. What two wasted picks we have. Yeah, seriously, I'm, I'm, wasted draft picks. I hate wasted drafting draft QBs pick. not in the first round. It's a hey, wasted Kyle, pick. Hey, Pat Shermer, like Lalo. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals minus three. I agree with you. I mean, they dog-walked them last time with Lamar Jackson, so I'm going Bengals minus three. Justin, what are you going? Should I be different and just say Ravens? Uh, Ravens? Uh... No, pick what you think. Eh. Screw it. Ravens plus three. Did you know that Kyle Luletta, one of the things that I learned from the article, Kyle Luletta has one arrest, zero completions as a Giants quarterback. You remember he went 0 for 5 versus uh, the Redskins at the time? Yeah, one arrest. And, and then uh, Alex Tanny came in, one game, one completion. Wow. That's all that was needed, baby. Literally the anti-Luletta. Never been <laughs> arrested. Um, Rams at Vikings plus three. 
I kind of am just anti. I I, got, I just have anti Rams thoughts. Probably my Odell hate seeping in a little bit. I'm going Vikings plus three. Justin, who are you going? Yeah, narratives. Vikings plus three. Listeners are going Rams minus three. Danny, who are you siding with? I'm going to go with the Rams. They're just better than the Vikings. Which is true. Um, I can't. I can't face. I can't. I can't deny that. Bills at Patriots minus two and a half. Big Bills are winning this game. I feel it. I know they lost and they Patriots didn't throw the ball. But guess what? We're not going to have wind whipping at 95 miles an hour and a bunch of snow. I'm going Bills. I think the Bills are going to win this game. They're going to put up a ton of points on this Patriots defense. I know the Patriots defense is really good. I think the Bills are going to put up like 31 points on this Patriots defense. I'm going Bills plus two and a half. Justin, who do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, some teams are finding out. Hey, if you're forcing Mac Jones to throw the ball, you can stop the Patriots from running the ball. That's the key right there. So, Bills got that experience first time. They saw the Colts were able to beat the Patriots. Give me Bills plus two and Dan- a half. Daniel, are you, are you circling the wagons? I haven't been circling them recently. But, man, I, I, I got – also, who made this the 1 o'clock game, you moron? I got to miss this game for the Giants. Lord. Uh, that does the wa- the wagons are circling. They're going to circle hard. They're going to get revenge on Bill Belichick. Give me Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, baby. Wow. So only the listeners are going with the favorite Patriots. Broncos Raiders pick them, which I think this is our first just pick them game of the year. Uh, listeners are going Raiders. Uh, Justin, who are you going? Broncos at Raiders. Broncos. I re- I'm writing that down. And I am informing you that Drew Locke is starting. Yeah. I'm going Raiders. J- sure. J- Danny, who are you going? I am also going to be going with the Raiders. I just don't like Drew Locke. Pat yeah. Shermer, quarterback whisperer, Love but Drew just not, not a Drew Locke whisperer. Dude, if the Broncos fire Vic Fangio, he's got to be such – like he needs to be like the highest paid defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, 100%. In the NFL. Um, he'll, he'll be back in work so quick. It'll be hilarious. Let's make Patrick Graham our head coach and Vic Fangio our defensive yes. coordinator. yes. Yes. And we'll bring Pat Shermer over, too, as the OC. Good. Uh, yes. Bring, bring, let's bring uh, – what's his name? Shula. Let's bring Shula back. Oh, no. That's a joke. QB That's coach joke. Mike Shula. QB coach Mike Shula. Jay Gruden, Jay Gruden could be our QB coach. I want Jay's Jay Gruden better, as a QB coach. coordinator? No, 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 no. Um, fire Tyke Tolbert. Dolphins <laughs> at Saints minus three. I, I, I'm all in on the Dolphins. This is to me. I would if the Dolphins were favored by seven, I would pick them. Dolphins plus three for me. Danny, who do you got? Well, we got Ian Book starting this week. Yeah. What a world we're living in. Ian Book. Someone had <laughs> wait. It was Tom... Taysom Hill's not starting? No, he's on COVID he's on list. COVID list. Uh, so this part, this should make me laugh. Tom Pelissero said he talked to a coordinator pre-draft on Book. He said, I enjoyed watching his tape. He's got some swag to him. He knows how to play football. That's great. I'm uh, really glad we got that insight from an offensive coordinator. But uh, I'm going to be taking the Dolphins because uh, Ian Book sucks, uh, and the Dolphins are good. I love Miami. Love the city. Love, city love Tua. Whoa, whoa. Let's not, let's not hate on Miami there, baby. Uh, Jay Lovato, I love. I'm giving them the Dolphins because they are on Fuego. Listeners are going Dolphins as well. By the way, I need Duke Johnson to play well because I had Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook carry me to the playoffs in my fantasy football league. I get a bye week, and now I'm missing both of them. That really sucks. Um, So I I have Duke Johnson starting in the semifinals (laughs) of my freaking fantasy football playoffs. Um, 
Chris so. Mickle beat me. Actually, well, let Mickle. me ask you guys. You guys are fancy. Should I take Duke Johnson, who played really well last week, but he's probably going to split reps for the Dolphins, or do I start the backup running back for the Titans? Who's who backup gets for the like Titans? a consistent 8 to 12 carries a game? I'm thinking about going with Duke Johnson. I've always been a Duke Johnson fan. He's a Miami guy. I'm going with Duke Johnson. I just hate yeah. that I have to wait till Monday Night Football to yeah, have go, him play. go with your heart. Um, Justin, so who are you going, Dolphins or Saints? Dolphins. Saints just Saints just shut out the Bucks, though. So are we disrespecting them? It's Ian Buck. I'm starting the Saints defense. Ah, damn it. All right, Danny, what is your prediction for Giants uh, at Eagles? I mean, look, people don't want the Giants to win, and I understand that. The draft pick, that's important. And I'm not hating on that anymore. If you root for them to lose... That's fine. I don't care. But Bobby, Bobby said, other people have said it. I can't root for the Giants to lose to the Eagles. I hate that city. I hate the people. I hate that team. Let's knock Philly's already like slim play. No, not slim. They have a chance. But let's just knock them out of the playoff race entirely, please. Jake Fromm's uh, QB god, future. Giants win. Probably a really ugly game. I'm just going to say 13 to 6. Eagles 17, Giants 12. Four field goals, yes. Just making sure we didn't miss any updates while uh, we're recording. All right, Dan Duggan says, seems unlikely that Tony be ready to play Sunday. The 10-day. All right, so we're going to make that weirdo cry again. Jordan Malata, whatever his stupid name is. Uh, I wouldn't even want him on my team. That's how much I, I am disgusted by a man crying after a regular season game in November. Um... Loser. Jalen Hurts sucks. Jake Fromm's going to lead us to the promised land. Giants 77. Eagles 0. And I feel good about it. I really do. I feel really good about that score prediction. We'll see you on Monday for a victory podcast. Feel confident about that. It's going to be a victory podcast. We're going to cry about the draft pick, but we're going to enjoy knocking the Eagles out of the playoffs. See you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.